Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We are live this morning in studio. I am so happy to have my sidekick back. I felt a little naked on Tuesday. <laughs> it was a weird experience for I me. Yeah, but we great. have Melissa back from vacation, and Hello. she had a wonderful, wonderful time in Vegas. I did, yes. My first time in Vegas. <laughs> I've never been. Yeah, I, I honestly don't really think that you would like it. I think yeah. the food, I, I, we had incredible food all week. I, that's what I've been telling everybody. Incredible food, incredible mm-hmm. service there. Yeah. Drinks are great. Um, just very expensive. And, um, you know, maybe if we went to a show, I'd feel a little bit different. But I think one and done is good for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I always picture it just being very, like, all about gambling. And I'm not a gambler. Yeah. Well, so we stayed at Caesars Palace. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely, I would say that that was more of, like, the party place. Um, yeah. It just, there's so much to do there. And it's so big. And we were getting lost, like, every day. And there's so many pools and a lot of bachelor and bachelorette parties and, mm-hmm. Like you just party there, and you can yeah. you can tell that it's a casino. But we went next door to the Bellagio, and anybody who's seen the Ocean's movies, that's yeah. you know where it was, and um, you almost sort of forgot it was a casino. a casino. Like there was a piano bar, and just like so I many. I would like flowers. that type of stuff. I feel like the Bellagio yeah. would be more your your more my speed, more your speed. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's a, um, other things. There's an encore there that's also win, and oh, okay. um, we went to Sinatra restaurant. And that was me. And we mm. we had incredible food all week. Awesome. Um, so I think that that you would love Hell's that. Hell's Kitchen, I was. A yeah, we went to that. Hell's Kitchen for lunch one day. Um, Amalfi, which yeah, um, I would love Amalfi. I mean, yeah, if it has anything to do with yeah. Italian food. Yeah, that's Bobby Flay's restaurant. Um, we just yeah, amazing food all week. Um, it was mm-hmm. it was a little tough for me to eat just because with all my food allergies. Yeah. Um, so I had to modify a lot of things. But I'm sure that if they weren't modified, it would still be mm. amazing for people. But that's awesome. Um, well, we're happy to have you back. Yeah. And we held down the fort. I only had to call you once, and you know, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So, and it was on the last days, which was really really good. So uh, we also have Tim in the WATD studio. He is our producer for today. Hello, Tim. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good I, morning. I, I enjoy. Vegas. Vegas too. I, I miss it. I, I've been out there once myself too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely fun. I'm glad that I went. Uh, Did you see any young shows? and single? <laughs> no, we oh, didn't. Um, okay. We didn't. We right. I went with a friend and she had some family there, so we okay. got to spend some quality time with them. And nice. we went to the Grand Canyon one day, which was incredible. Every single yeah. picture. Anybody who's been to the Grand Canyon, you know. Any picture that you take just does not do it justice. We had an amazing day that day. I've never so. been there either. So. Yeah, it was only like maybe two hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, we got there pretty quickly. And nice. So it was a nice little day trip. Awesome. Well, we are very, very happy to have you back. Um, today's topic, we, um, you know, with while you were gone, you know, I put in a couple offers for some of our buyer clients and, you know, had listings and was watching, you know, 20 offers come in on one of our listings and 
whew, looking at all those offers, it's it's sort of surprising to me too. Um, oh, we, we have, have a caller, caller already. All right. Yes, we do. They they're waiting patiently. All right. Uh, we have uh, Jean in the car. Hello, Jean in the car. Hi, Jean. <laughs> hey, hi. How are you, folks? Good. What Doing can we well. do for you? Okay. Um, enjoyed listening to your your uh, visit to um, uh, Vegas. Uh, where was it? Nevada. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a wonderful time. Yes, I now, did. My, Thank you. My question to you folks is off the beaten path, uh, mm-hmm. but still relative to your program. Yeah. Um, so I I'm in a situation where I I have to be out of a a, a rental situation, mm-hmm. but I have to be out on the 18th. However, I'm being charged the full month um, of the rent. Does that seem right? Do you, do you have a lease, or are you month to month? Uh, it's month to month. Okay. Yeah, so if you're month to month, it should just be for that month would be unless they had somewhere written in the lease that you would be. So what month, what day of the month do you generally pay your rent? Are you the 18th to the 18th or are you the first no, to the first? No, no, no. It, 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 the, the court order reads that it has to be paid on the first, like no okay. gratis, no, you cannot, like I positively cannot be late. And if that situation were to come into play, then I, you know, I would uh, lose the the unit. That certainly did come into play. Um, However, I'm still obligated to pay that uh, full month, but I'm required to leave on the 17th. If if you're being required to leave by the 17th by the landlord, then I would say, no, again, I am not an attorney, but I can certainly, uh, you can leave your information with with Tim, and I'll reach out to my attorney, who's Emmanuel Ebot from Styles Law, who's right in Marshfield, um, and I can, you know, follow up with you on Monday. But if you're paying month to month and you choose to leave on the 17th, I would say that you would be required to pay the whole month, but your landlord really shouldn't be going in there until your term expires. I I was, uh, and this is embarrassing, but I was I was served papers, so I couldn't really say it until I was actually served the papers, which that did happen uh, late yesterday. So okay. now I can actually say, yeah, I got it. You know, yeah. I have to be out. I, I did spar a little bit with with the court system when I said, well, would you please extend it to the end of the month? You know, to allot me time to be more more organized, and um, mm-hmm. that wasn't honored. I said, I have to, you know, I have to pay that. Uh, come come the first, regardless if it's paid or not, it's it'll go up against my credit score. It'll go. Yeah. I'll pay one way or the other, and mm-hmm. so I was I was denied that, and then I received those papers, and I thought, well, maybe maybe it'll just reflect in the, in the paperwork that you know I have till the thirty first, and it didn't. I have to be out. Um, so if it that, is for, thought, yeah, if it's being court ordered, and again, I don't want to get too personal with you here, but if it's for certain things like non-payment and things like that, or not taking care of the property or not following the guidelines of your lease, like smoking or having a dog or something like that. No, no. Yeah. So if no it's court. none of that, I would say, again, I am not an attorney, but I would say if they're, if they are, if the landlord is forcing you out, cause maybe he's selling the property or whatever it is, if he's forcing you out on that date, I would say that you wouldn't owe for the remainder, but I don't know all the details, but I am happy to give you the number mm-hmm. of a manual. I don't, are you in a place where you could take down a phone number? Uh, no, I, I thought I would give you my contact yeah, okay, information. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So you can, yep, then, you can do that with okay. Tim when we hang up. And um, like I said, I will reach out to a manual on Monday for you and I'll get back to you. I really appreciate the time that you've taken, and uh, thank you so much. And I enjoy the program. Well, um, thank you for listening. I, I, I've learned a, I've learned a lot from listening to you folks. <laughs> well, thank oh, you. My that. pleasure. And I'm I'm hoping that you have some place to go. That seems to be the more difficult thing right now, and it is actually very in line with our topic. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's that's the real sad part of it. And I'll, I'll just spare you those details. So that's why I'm reaching out. I thought. You know, maybe there's hope. Maybe I can just get a, a, a little bit more time. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll wait to hear from you. Okay, perfect. I will talk to you on Monday. Just leave all your information, like I said, with Tim, and uh, I will talk to you on Monday. Thank you again for the time. Oh, you're Thank welcome. you, Jean, for calling. Thanks. All right. It-
you know, and that's the thing too, is like, I, I love that we do this show and we, we always discuss, you know, is anybody ever listening? And, you know, do we continue to do this show? And, you know, it's a big investment for us. Mm-hmm. And we're all about giving value, like giving you giving value to our agents who work at our office and us giving value to the people who are listening and to our clients. And um, I did go to somebody's home um, last week and what a wonderful, lovely couple. And they met me actually about 20 years ago in my brother Michael's office. I mm-hmm. had gone in there for something and they listened to our show. She's very hopeful that you'll find a house. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, She asked about my girls and everything. So it's just so sweet that maybe we are impacting. But one of the things that she said to me was, I knew when the time came for us to right size, I would only really want to talk to you because I can feel your honesty through the mic. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy about that. And, you know, I, hey, I am not afraid to tell everybody I believe in God. And when I say my prayers, I always say, God, bring me people who need my help. I promise you, I will always take care of them. So there you go. Oh, is that how we all found you? That's how you found me. <laughs> yes. That's how I we all need all a little bit of help. <laughs> yes. That's how I have all of I you. I just told Mark, I'm your least problematic child. <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah, well, yeah, interesting. I think he had to give you a hug right before you were leaving for vacation. You were under so much stress. I so. was. Yeah, I was. Now I'm like, hey, Mark, thanks for changing the plans. <laughs> I'll so relax. So, um, yeah, so thank you for all of our listeners for being so supportive. And you know what? We have a lot of agents who even work in other offices that listen to us and uh, they say that they enjoy the show too so uh, we're grateful for that but today's topic is why home buyers have fatigue in this current market and what steps they can take to make their offers stand out from their competition and we're also going to mingle in a little bit of how we can you know how sellers uh, can create a fair playing field for home buyers and creative approaches that the buyers can make to sort of intrigue the sellers Mm -hmm. as well so Um, The reason for this topic is because, yes, we're still in low inventory. It's interesting. It's no lower than it was last year. Um, I did run some stats. Marshfield uh, 2022 had 28 homes in the market on this date, and today there are 17. Pembroke had five last year and 10 this year, so there's a difference there uh, on the opposite way of what people would think. And then Hingham was 26 and 27. Hanover was 10 in 2022, nine today. Hanson was five and five, and Halifax was five and then two. So Halifax, you can see what's happening in Halifax. And I would say because there are more homes in a demographic for first time home buyers Mm -hmm. in Halifax. So that's where they're going. So um, I thought that that was really interesting too. Um, But if you have um, a, a question for us as well, I believe that that was Jean. Jean, Jean, yep. yep. Uh, please feel free to call us, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Um, one other thing, um, if you are in Pembroke, don't forget to vote, and please vote yes for the public safety, uh, safety, the public safety building <laughs> that we um, are, is on our uh, ballot uh, today when you go to vote. Uh, please also, I, I'll just tell you who I'm voting for. I am voting for... Um, Tracy Marino as well as select person. So um, those are where my votes are going. And I, of course, am supporting the public safety building. Um, Really passionate about that. And uh, they deserve, um, you know, a safe environment to work in. Yeah. So you want to take it from there? Uh, sure. So what do we got? Oh, you have a whole new thing here. So segment one, we're going to be talking about understanding the current real estate market. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So this. we just went over, so, yeah. you know, some of the star- stats, like what is what is on yeah. the market. And then why don't you talk about, you know, why, how buyers are feeling right now? Because you're one of them. Yeah. So, well, I can see that the next part is the emotional impact of buyer fatigue. And you did just tell everybody that Mark had to give me a hug before I left for <laughs> Vegas, which I, you know, I needed because I was having like an emotional breakdown. And I tell everybody I'm having a quarter life crisis, even though mm-hmm. I'm 32. Um, <laughs> I had a midlife crisis at 50, 52. <laughs> yeah, but that makes sense. You know, um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. And it's funny because Matt Mahoney just texted me. So here's here's my sort of update since, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it last. So obviously I went on vacation. Um, I was very weary about it. I, I think mentally I needed to, mm-hmm. you know, have a little break from everything, not just work, but just from the market because I was feeling so down mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't help myself. Like I know that I'm in this uh, industry professionally 
now I'm a buyer out there and just seeing such low inventory, it, it is getting to me. As mm-hmm. much as I don't want it to, it is. Because I sort of feel like I'm waiting for my life to start, even though I've I've felt like I've lived 10 lives already. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, I I know that I have so many people in my corner, and that's why I knew like as soon as you and Kristen were like, "What's going on?" and I just like having a mo- I had like a mental breakdown, and, and the then, waterfall started, and the waterfall started, and then Mark came up, had to give me a hug. But you know, while I was away, I did have people reaching out to me and saying, "Oh, did you see this one? Did you see this one?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was I was I was flying home. I got a text message from Matt Mahoney, who is a full time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate, and he's like, "Hey, are you gonna move to Kingston?" Because mm-hmm. he lives in Kingston now, and I'm like, oh gosh, is there a house? So we're going back and forth on it, and um, you know, I called the agent yesterday, and I'm gonna go see it today. I think that um, at first I probably wouldn't have gone to see it because there are some things about the property that I was like sort of iffy about beforehand. But right now I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna you know give it a look, and you know, that's just sort of where where you have to be in this. Yeah. So emotionally, let me ask you this. So you're discouraged because there's not a lot of things to look at. And even though I'm saying it's the same as last year, I know that before you left, you told me that the quality of the properties that are currently on the market Mm -hmm. is far lesser than what you've seen. So that's discouraging. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so it, it, by by the quality, it means you know it doesn't have siding, <laughs> it doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have actual walls in the inside. No running water. No running water. Like Title Five, the septic system has to be replaced by the buyer. Like these mm-hmm. are very specific properties that need specific buyers, and mm-hmm. it's just not me. Yeah. Um. I I'm looking for something that has character. I'm fine with quirky. I'm fine with you know all mm-hmm. that stuff. In fact, you like quirky. I like quirky. Um. That's why I'm going to see this house today. It's um, um, whole lot of wood, <laughs> you know, but there's, I, I can see potential in that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily feel like I have to finish a house <laughs> by mm-hmm. putting siding on it or put a new septic system in because at the price, at the price, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not where I'm at. And I don't think I'm ever going to get to that point where I'm just like calling Jasmine being like, Hey, so I think I'm going to put in an offer and it, it doesn't, it mm-hmm. doesn't even exist yet. It's just a pile of air. Well, and here's the other thing too, that I think with the emotional aspect of it and where this fatigue is coming in is, you know, buyers are feeling like they they have to give, you know, their left arm in every type of situation in order to get their offer even really considered. Yeah. But then I think you're very different and I think that Mary and I work differently as well. And I, I would um I feel safe to say that all of our agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate feel the same way that we, you would never compromise. We yeah. don't want our clients to compromise. I would rather you be in a situation where maybe you are still living at home or maybe you can move in with a family member. Yeah, it stinks. I'm just going to be flat out about that. It is not fun moving in with family. I had to do it myself for the first three months Mark and I were married while we saved every single penny we had and sold suits to consignment shops. You know, I understand that, but the option to just compromise and take anything, you will 100% regret that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that sort of goes back to, and I talked about this before, when I did have a house, uh, an accepted offer on a house late last year, um, had I moved forward, I would have been compromising a lot. And I think if I was standing here today living in that house, I feel like I would have been sort of Mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And, you know, here's the thing with that is, you know, I realized Mark and I were in a very, very particular p- position because as you and Mary know, we we treat you like you are our daughters and we want you to make the right decisions, but we're, you're also not our daughter. Yeah. So there are times where we look at each other and say, it's none of our business. Like if they wanted our opinion, they would come flat out and ask it. And I know, like, I can see in your eyes, like, I remember walking around the Carver house and I could tell you were trying to feel me out and I was getting a weird vibe in the basement and yeah. all that. And I I, I I, did not think it was the right house for you, but everybody else did. Well, I knew that you guys didn't because you guys were so quiet. And I'm like, okay, anybody want to give me their opinion? But we do have a caller. Uh, Tim, who do we have on the phone? We, we have Joan Hanson. Also, Melissa, if you could turn your microphone down just a little bit. Oh, I'm actually screaming. It's probably my fault. Well, uh, well, yeah, I think or that, back I think away from because, it. Something, please. You're pegging loud, my levels. I know. All the loud. Um, I was thinking the same thing. It's because she was in all those casinos. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I lost my hearing. 
Oh, um, what's that? Oh. Hi, anyway, Joe. we have Joe and Hanson, yes. Hi, Joe and Hanson. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? It's all about that gain and mic distance, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> Sharon's over <laughs> at the board trying morning? to fix me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Great show. Uh, great show. Great content. Uh, you know, definitely uh, appreciate the conversation that's happening and the topic. And it's, it's certainly something that is an issue all across the South Shore. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, housing and what's out there, what's available. Uh, and just a full disclosure here, I'm on the planning board in the town of Hanson, so I'm, I'm well aware of yeah. some of the issues that are happening uh, in and around the South Shore. I mean, who knew that uh, an apartment over in Brockton was going to go for 2200 a month, you know? So the, the, yeah, the housing insane. market is just, it is just insane. Uh, something that I'm really excited about and, and really looking forward to is a recent article in the town of Hanson itself that just passed at our town meeting. So it's off it's off on its runnings up to the attorney general's office for, you know, vetting and validation, and then it's going to be implemented. But it's, it's for accessory dwelling units. And I was very excited to be part of the planning board that proposed this in support with the select board to get forward a town meeting and that the town itself really supported it. You know, one of the... Uh, one of the talker, speakers just recently was talking about having to move back home, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, lack of a better term, we call it, you know, you kind of nickname this, the, the fa- might be out of your generation, but my generation, like the Fozzie article, Fonzie article, you know, to have to have an accessory dwelling on your property, you know, provided that it fits all of the check boxes, check marks for, you know, um, you know, the Title V applications and the zoning, and it's the square footage is uh, up to 900 square feet. But it's something that I'm really excited about for Hanson and, and other towns on the South Shore if they're uh, looking at adopting, you know, some smart building because you can overbuild and really detract from, the, you know, the, the, the uh, nature of your town or the look, look of your town. That can happen very quickly. But this accessory dwelling article that went forward and, and what's passed the town meeting, we're, we're very excited about it because it's going to give the opportunity for people to potentially build some accessory dwelling units detached from the home to give somebody that distance and that that you know that you know not on top of each other feeling you know mm-hmm. so uh, I, I am excited about that it's not it's not going to be hugely impacting but if if more of the towns on the south shore recognize that mm-hmm. these small accessory dwelling units you know 900 square feet that's definitely livable and yeah. uh, and i i think it's a great it, it, we, we've got to think about what's mm-hmm. coming down uh, as mm-hmm. far as you know, uh, housing, and uh, I think it's I think it's something that's going to really work for the town of Hanson for sure. That's awesome, Joe. Can I ask you a couple questions about that? This is Sharon. Sure, I I, I can't quote the whole article verbatim. No, but, no, 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 no. I'll, that's do my, fine. I'll do my best. I won't expect I don't expect that from you for sure. But you know, my question <laughs> is. Um, with these accessory apartments, is it for in-law use only? So is it only family members can live there? I heard you say that it could be detached, which is huge, because I know in the town of Pembroke, I was on, I sat on the zoning board uh, for several years, and um, I know that ours had to be attached, and it had to be a family member. So, And I also right now currently sit on the affordable housing in Pembroke, and these are some of the things that we're thinking about as well, because... It is, you know, we see a lot of people aging in place. Um, You're probably familiar right now that Pembroke is uh, up for a big vote today for our public safety buildings. And, you know, I'm listening and watching everything on Facebook because I'm the founder of Pembroke Connect. Sometimes I don't like to admit that. Uh, And (laughs) I'm a member. (laughs) Good, good, good. If you could help me out every time they're beating me up, you know. That's the thing is, I'm just giving facts about the cause. There's no reason to beat somebody up personally about that. But I am recognizing seniors are having a difficult time. And I, I, you know, I feel for them in that capacity, but I think something like this would be nice. So those two questions for you, um, I bet, well, really, it's just one. Can it be a non-family member that would live there and can they be rented out? Yes, there was absolutely a lot of discussion that happened in regards to, uh, you know, uh, the regulation being for family member or non-family member. And a lot of the discussion was to uh, get away from that very strict regulation about it being family member. So uh, the article in Hansen does not have that in there because we wanted to be able to one of the, here's a prime example, somebody that has an accessory dwelling on their property and there's a young college student looking for a place to be, maybe over at Bridgewater State, maybe at Massasoit, maybe somewhere Mm -hmm. in Quincy. But Mm -hmm. they're looking for that rural environment, they're looking for that rideability on the T. Why not be able to have a property that offers up that opportunity to a young adult 
you know, maybe a couple, young couple. So we, we, some of the conversation that had happened was in regards to some of the things like you're speaking about here, the in-law apartment or, you know, that, that type of attached building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to be able to, like I was saying, we have the call in the Fonzie article, you know, we wanted yeah. to be able to have that, have that, that uh, open ability for a property owner that has an opportunity to be able to build an accessory dwelling building, to be able to have a rental you know, that kind of a thing. Um, over-regulating it too much obviously constricts a lot of the application of it. So we wanted to make sure that we had some open, you know, availability. You know, we wanted to be able to have that because we're trying to make sure that we encapsulate that young adult, you know, that yep. especially with the T, you know, with the rideability of the T. Is it part uh, of so the MBTA uh, re- new requirements? No, so you're talking about the MBTA zoning. That's something completely separate. This is completely different than the MBTA zoning that's getting ready to come down uh, and it's actually being implemented now. So that's that's completely different than that. This is a this was a completely different topic. Same kind of general discussion, you know, Mm -hmm. availability, what's out there, but it's completely now. As far as regulation inside the article, there is protections inside the article to make it so that somebody that wasn't you know a snowbirder completely away a homeowner there is there is regulation inside the article that defines the application of when the actual property owner needs to be living in their primary domicile as an active person that you couldn't have somebody that just goes down to say you know carolina for eight months Mm -hmm. you know and they're renting out uh the accessory dwelling they have to you have to be an active homeowner so that's okay. that is inside the that's article primary residence yeah exactly. you know what, Joe, would you be willing to come on and do the show with us next week and maybe we can get you know somebody from pembroke or some of the other surrounding towns too to talk about this i i would any of the local planning board members uh in the south shore or local planners anybody that would i i absolutely you could talk to mr tachi he's got my contact info but i would absolutely uh, i would absolutely love to come in and talk about zoning and planning because it is Perfect. it is a very very important topic and it's it's very difficult to try to you know I don't want to say educate but understand there's mm-hmm. so many facets of zoning so many facets yeah. of community planning it's it's mm-hmm. extremely difficult you know people see the the, the effects of the title fives and yeah. people see you know what was once the um, you know not the foreclosures what would they call it the short sales short and those sales, kinds yeah. of things you know so but absolutely I, I i would love to come on can talk. you leave your number with tim so i don't have to reach out to mr tachi for <laughs> of it. Um, yeah just leave it out with him and i think because i have so many questions like i want to know is it you know a use by right or do they have to go for variances does is there a certain uh, you know a certain size for their lot i have so many questions and i love the fact that this is great because affordability is a huge huge issue here on the south shore and really everywhere i would say uh so i would love to have that topic if you can do next saturday and if you have any favorites over at the planning board in pembroke i'm, I'm happy to invite them and maybe we can have a couple people from or somebody from affordable housing as well so if you yeah, could just leave your great. number i would love it sure yeah can. that would be Thank awesome you. I appreciate appreciate uh let me speak and 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 uh, hey, happy Saturday, everybody! Yeah, great Saturday. great topic. So thank, thank you, you so, so much for calling. Yeah, I appreciate that. So don't, don't forget, don't hang up. Give everything to. Tim. I won't. Thank you. So, all right, everybody knows what next week's topic is about. We're going to talk about zoning and how, and we've been talking about this in affordable housing. What can we do to make changes so there are more affordable housing opportunities for people? And it starts with planning. So there you go. My first thought was, okay, so if it's somebody who sort of wants to right size, but, you know, sort of Mm -hmm. live at home, I would, I'm just thinking like, you know, somebody who lives in the town of Hanson, they want their parents to come live with them, but not necessarily on top of each other if they had a dwelling that was detached mm-hmm. and we could sell their house yeah. <laughs> and then they could live in that that detached dwelling this, but this also have a- quality of life because of you know the money they're making off their home and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. what? i was just saying tim's gonna like you're screaming I, uh, well, I no she's fine. she's, she's fine she's fine now okay good um I can tell it sounds fine to me too, but I can t- see when she's she's getting passionate in here and she's like into the microphone and all that. Well, you know me; I'm always like, we got to sell some houses. Yeah, we do. But you know what? What a great 
added value for moving to the town of Hanson right now. I mean, come on. Hanson, you just brought it up a notch. I'm pretty yeah. proud of that for you guys. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to, that's awesome. I mean, and think about how many more people can age in place. And then, and that's the thing with in-laws, you know, hey, I had my dad living with me for a month. I, you know what? I was like, I, I think I need to, uh, like, go up on Lexapro or something. <laughs> So, um, all right. So that's great. I'm glad that he called. Again, any calls, this is what we'd love to do because we can always continue this topic on Tuesday. We're going to skip right by that uh, 1030 break. And uh, if you have any other questions, 781-837-4900. Tim is in studio. He'll get you right over to us. We've had two great callers this morning, so we appreciate you. Um, So we talked about, you know, segment one was understanding the current market. And then segment two was about the emotional impact and buyer fatigue. You did a great job on that. And maybe some different strategies on how to stand out in a competitive market. Do you want to touch base on that? Um, Well, something that I found interesting, so I helped you go through the 20 offers that you got um, on one of your listings last week before I left. And one of the interesting things that I saw was only one or two had um, waived their home inspection. Mm -hmm. And that as a buyer in this market, that made me happy. Mm Mm-hmm. As a listing agent, of course, you want people to, um, you know, waive your home inspection. But when mm-hmm. the, the, we just sort of went back to that market of, I mean, the house was very much like a first-time home buyer home, yeah, or somebody Abington. who was right-sizing yep. to that size home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the majority of everybody who put in the offer was a first-time home buyer, and they wanted to do a home inspection. Yeah, and and, and I love that should. as a as a first-time home buyer in this market. And we just got an offer accepted for one of our clients. They actually, I have to give kudos to them as well. They're they're so much fun to be, you know, working for. They were referred to me uh, from somebody that's very close to them. And um, they, you know, we got their condo under agreement. It actually passed papers yesterday. So that closing happened yesterday. We were able to, and this is the thing is being creative, right? So we were able to extend because they're going on vacation Tuesday and, um, we were able to get a use in occupancy until the end of the month, which gives them time. And we were really trying to find them home before so they could do, you know, one move. It's yeah. much more reasonable to do one move. But we weren't able to do that. But we did get something under agreement for them this week. And, um, you know, it's the end of June. So, you know, they'll be staying with family for a month. But we we were also, hey... Mr. and Mrs. Sella, we can be extremely flexible. So if your new construction property is completed beforehand, so they're building in Taunton, this uh, and this house is in East Bridgewater. Um, perfect little house. It's great. Um, but they're flexible, yeah. which was enticing to the seller. And we did do yeah. a home inspection. Yeah. I mean, I think that something... I, that I always talk to you and Mary and, and Jasmine about is okay. What what's the best I can do for this house? Mm-hmm. Like, what's a, if I'm going to put in an offer? What's the best I can do? And you know, the last time I put in an offer, Jasmine's like, "You could close tomorrow," <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could close tomorrow, but oh, how about two weeks? We could do two weeks." Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just coming up with things that you know that you can do, mm-hmm. whether it's physically, financially, whatever, um, or you can extend. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give you all the time in the world mm-hmm. or I'll give you two weeks. Yeah. yeah whatever you need. <laughs> whatever you need. Yeah. And, you know, it was interesting when you were talking about the 20 offers that we got and it was it was very interesting for me and actually a little disheartening um, because as the broker of a firm, I looked at these oh, offers yeah. and I thought if any of our agents ever presented an offer that was as messy as this, well, we had a uh, an office meeting mm-hmm. the next day mm-hmm. after we had gone through all these offers. We do the cover sheets. We do the spreadsheet, everything. And I said to everybody, I said, as a manager of a real estate company, I'm appalled. Mm-hmm. As a buyer in this market, I loved this yeah. because I know that if I had put in an offer against all of those other offers, mm-hmm. my offer would have been so much better, looked so much better mm-hmm. because it actually would have been a complete offer package. Yeah. With the best I had to offer. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not saying anything about one agent that I would never, ever, ever name names. And for the most part, I generally don't even know. I'm looking at, like, numbers and packages and everything else. And I thought the same thing about, like, how these offers are and how I'm looking at them. And simple, simple instructions, which are attached to, you know. But, like, it's like, send the offer here. And then 
oh, did you, like, three days later, did you get my offer? Well, where did you send it? Because it wasn't where I asked and you why to. why did you ask, why, why has it been three days? Three days later, I don't know. And then, you know, just different things that were just so sloppy. But you know what? You're right. The ones that... You know, I had a cover sheet. All you had to do is print it out. I put little check boxes next to every item that we wanted. All yeah. you had to do is check them off. You know, so, and and that's one of the things. You know, the agent with that's listing the property uh, that our clients just got um, this week was he was great. You know, he put on he put a checklist of what he wanted. I took that checklist, I put it into dot loop, and anytime I finish something, I put a check mark next to it. Complete, complete, complete. And I had a complete full package for him. Mm-hmm. So, like, if agents are asking for everything to be in one PDF, then do it. Yeah. What's the problem? I, and here's the thing is, I <laughs> feel bad. I, I feel. When I'm looking at it, I'm like, I actually feel bad for these buyers that they're being represented by this agent because... I'm sort of irritated that they're not following directions and it's not the buyer's fault. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's why you should. If you're a buyer in this market, you should be interviewing agents. Don't just pick anybody. Like, interview. What do you do for me? Yeah. I mean, and you were very specific about the guidelines and I, going through, because we sort of divided and conquered, I took half the offers, you took the other half, and I was calling agents to ask them if they wanted to extend their offer because they didn't make it good through our offer deadline. Yeah. Because like, they, they didn't read it. You you got to read. Take time to read. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be selling houses if you can't read. Yeah. So anyways, that was just anyways. me. Okay, so um, other strategies. Again, I like that you brought up that you really don't have to give up. Um, you really don't have to give up your, your home inspections anymore, mortgage contingencies. But I think that you should make your offer as clean as possible. You, please ask your agents, you know, hey, can you make sure that you have all the items? Um, I usually have the checklist right at the open house with me, so mm-hmm. I can give those out to the buyers as well. Um and just make your offer as compelling as you can, make it as clean as possible. And, you know, don't be asking for the, you know, if it says the washer dryer refrigerator isn't included, don't add those and everything else. The hard part of being a buyer's agent right now is really, you know, you should be looking at what is the value of this home. And we never want anybody to overpay for a house. So we can go in and say, hey, I think that the value of this house is probably right where they're listing it. But we also know that there are going to be 10 to 20 offers on this property. That emotional value is something I can't gauge. And I drove myself crazy with it last week because I was like, I, I can't tell them. Like, because I'm not the one living in this home. Mm-hmm. Would would I be willing to pay 10000 over? Would I be willing to pay $100,000 over? I don't know. It's what everybody else, what you're feeling. Yeah. But one of the things I said is, are you going to be uncomfortable if you lose this house over $5,000? Or are you going to be laying in bed for the first you know, night while you're there being upset because you paid 5000 more? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, that's what you have to sort of struggle with. The other de- depressing part is, yes, people are having home inspections, but it's you know in the back of your head that they had other offers, you know that they yeah. can easily get another buyer. Yeah. So I tend to think that buyers are sort of holding back from what they want. And that that hurts for us too. But if, you, if you're willing to lose the house over asking for this concession of some sort, maybe mm-hmm. it's, I don't even know, like say maybe a crack in the chimney or something like that. Yeah. You have to be willing to lose it. Yeah. Well, and I'm just going back to what you always say, you know, you price the property and the condition that it's in and the buyer is going to come in um, and sort of offer what they think it's worth. So Mm -hmm. if if they're going over, they're saying that they feel like they Mm -hmm. they see the value at that. Yep. And if you are going in and offering more and you don't believe that that's the value, no, mm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, with this Hanson house a couple weeks ago or months ago, I don't even know what day it is, um, <clears throat> that I I could have gone higher, but I didn't see the value. Mm-hmm. And that's it, just how you have to be. You have to be smart. Mm-hmm. got to be smart about these things. Yeah, absolutely. And then another thing, too, this actually brings us to segment four, which is, you know, creative approach to, to differentiate your offer from the others. I mean, we just talked about that in depth about, you know, making sure it is a complete and full package. Make sure 
every single week on Friday, you should be asking your loan officer for an updated pre-approval with that date on it. Yeah. Because that's something we're definitely looking at, especially when the rates are changing yeah. one way or another all the time. I know. When I was talking to Matt Mahoney, um, again, he's a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. He actually drove by the house while we oh, were talking. Really? <laughs> and gave my gave his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying to me, oh, you know, this, this, and this. Oh, and the rates went down. And I'm like, okay. Because I was so f- sort of far removed. Obviously, yeah. I was on vacation, but mm-hmm. still had people thinking about me. Yeah, and that's just sort of wh- where you have to be. You have like if you're in if you're in this to buy a house, you got to have so many people on your side. You have to have a team that stands. You got to have a team. You. Yeah, you just happen to be lucky that you have thirty of them. I know. I'm so <laughs> I have the biggest team. Oh, <laughs> I'm I, so lucky. I have to give you this funny, funny, funny story. So I was out with my clients, and um, they, they are just wonderful, wonderful people. Younger couple. They sold their condo and they're moving into this house, right, that I've been talking about. So I showed them the property last Saturday, I think it was, and Mark went with me. So it was like 5 o'clock that Mm -hmm. I got the showing. He had the open house. They went to it. And, you know, the first thing, you know, I called the other agent and I said, thank you so much for entertaining my client this morning. Like, I had the radio show. Mary had an open house. um, But they are interested, so I'm going to go back and preview the home. Because I don't feel comfortable putting an offer in on something if I haven't seen it, right? So uh, Mark and I went back. It was five o'clock and uh, we're walking around the house and Mark, you know, he's a plumber by trade and he's a brown contract. Like he's, he's just good. Yeah. Right. And I think you like posted on social media or something that you're at a showing because I knew about it. Oh yeah. I probably <laughs> did something about the turkeys. There was like turkeys in the yard and yeah, all kinds yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And um, so there we were and um, I brought up something about something and I was like, well, you know what Mary would say? And they're like, oh yeah, she is serious about that. You know, like a chimney pulling away from a house or something. And we were laughing about it. She goes, I have to tell you, I love you guys. I am so happy that we got to refer to you. She goes, not only do we have two realtors, we have a plus one. (laughs) Mark? Yeah. (laughs) Mark's the plus one. (laughs) Yeah, Mark was the plus one. So something came up in the home inspection and uh, they sent us a group text and they said, you know, we went through everything we really don't have any questions for you but we do have a question for our plus one <laughs> for mark <laughs> yeah so that was a lot of fun um but you know unique unique ways unique ways uh we did discuss that um but one of the other things is you know take the time to have your agent uh, we would love if it was one of our agents here at boston connect because we're trained to do this um call the other agent say hey what would be an ideal offer for your client for the sellers are they looking for a specific date? Are they looking for, you know, specific terms or conditions or any language that they might want in this offer so we can give you the most ideal offer? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really important. And then yeah. you can get sort of a feel for what is going on and what they want. Well, like I said, I, I'm I'm willing to give somebody no time, a lot mm-hmm. of time, nothing, but it's going to be specific to that person. So like if I put in an offer on a house with somebody who has a, um, you know, contingency that they have to find something of course they're going to need time yeah mm-hmm. you know so but you need to know that like you need to ask those questions bef- to in order to know that so mm-hmm. again we're in the industry so i know to ask that question but buyers out there the you know <clears throat> if you are in a position that i'm in where you are flexible with time well maybe somebody else isn't flexible with time maybe mm-hmm. somebody really needs to just get offload this house get it out yeah. you know and sometimes an offer gets accepted when it's not the highest offer yeah that happens happened in the listing on Isabel and Abington. We did not accept the highest offer. We yeah. accepted the one that we thought was financially most secure. I know. And the same thing and we with the same one. Yeah, we did pick the <laughs> same one, right? Which brings me to the next comment is, you know, with love letters. So oh, yeah. love letters could be a whole entire show by themselves. So a love letter would be when the buyers write the seller a little love letter. Hey, you know, as soon as I stepped into your home, I knew that it was the one for me, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of controversy around this, especially when it comes to fair housing laws, Mm -hmm. okay? So I generally say to my clients, you know, if it's part of the offer, I have to present it legally. It's part of the offer. My suggestion is that it, you, that you, we go through all the numbers and narrow it down to the ones that you want and then read the letters because you shouldn't be choosing who the buyer of your home is based on emotions, Yeah. right? Yeah. 
But I, I, you can see in my notes here, I put next to this highlight, you know, the benefits of writing a personal uh, love letter uh, is Kristen. So Kristen Hallett, she's another full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate, and she does Tuesday night shows a lot with yeah. Melissa. So uh, we appreciate that, and she's always, she's the best of the best. So um, she lives in Bridgewater, does all the areas all over. Um, but she, we were talking the other day, and she was sitting there, she was writing up an offer, and she was struggling a little bit. And I was like, what's, what's up? And she's like, I'm just trying to write a letter to the seller. So she, as the agent, mm. is writing the letter. Yeah, and great. she said that she had um, the reason why two of her offers recently got accepted was because of her letter. And one of the sellers specifically said, hey, I really like that this agent took the time to not only give me a perfect package, but to tell me other things. I know she will be on top of it. Yeah. So that matters. So good job, Kristen Hallett. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. It I is know. the little things. So before we get on to our next segment, which is creating a fair playing field for home buyers, this is towards sellers. So we're going to gear this next section towards sellers. And if we have to continue into Monday, we can certainly, I mean, Tuesday, Tuesday. we can certainly do that. Um, if you have any questions, whether it's about this topic or any other topic, feel free to give us a buzz. Tim is our director of the big panels over there in WATD, uh, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Yes, I'm just reading these things. So discuss the importance of sellers creating an environment that allows all potential buyers to have a fair chance at viewing and considering their home. One of my biggest pet peeves. It's the topic this week. I already know what you're going to say. I was a pet peeve of mine before I was looking and it's a bigger pet peeve now. Why are you putting a house on the market? And then not allowing showings for four days. It's, it's and then doing uh, maybe an hour and a half. Two hours would be crazy in this market. Two-hour two open house and that's it? That's all you can see? Mm-hmm. That's all you can see it? Why? Why? It is absurd. It, it drives me absolutely insane. You, you get a million people knocking on your door. So are you showing the property in the best light? Because especially if it's a, it's a smaller home mm-hmm. and you have 100 people show up. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not exaggerating. That mm-hmm. happens. 125 if you want like that. And we allowed showings beforehand. Yeah. We, why? You're just creating an environment that is making people uncomfortable. I'm sorry. As a buyer in this market, I if I go up to an open house and there's 50 people waiting in line, I'm just I'm saying, oh, God. Yeah. What's it going to be like when there's 50 people in this house walking around and you can't see anything? And two, I think it gives the impression that there are automatically going to be multiple offers and people don't want to get yeah, into multiple they don't offer get situations. Into it. And They've they already been away. into it for months. Yep. And they're like, you know what? I don't even have a chance. I'm out. And again, my next statement is more based on how we do it and how I feel it benefits the seller. And I am saying it right out there. When an agent says to me, my seller wants it this way, I do not believe that that agent educated that seller on the benefits of why that doesn't make any sense. And if there are any agents out there that disagree with us, please call because I need to see perspective. Yeah. I spoke with an agent yesterday and um, it was no showings until the open house. Um, And especially, you know, with being sort of a tough weekend, I mean, it's beautiful out and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, Mother's Day weekend. Oh, well, I was getting away from that just oh, in case sorry. we replay the show. All right, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to have offers due on a holiday, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I'm not a mother, but I have a cat. Yeah, she have a mother. She get she be, yeah, I have a mother. What if I want to spend with my mother? I'm pretty convinced that everybody has a mother, whether they're with us or not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that safe to say? Somebody said the other day, does your mother have any children? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a prompt, like a prompting funny question. Uh, but um, where was I going with that? Oh, so I called an agent yesterday and I was like, oh, just wanted to make sure, you know, I, I did see that there's no showings until the open house. Is that correct? Oh, yes, there's no showings. I'm doing open house one to three. And I said, okay, um, do you have an offer deadline? Uh, because mm-hmm. I, I'm not going there on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll go today and I'll see it and then decide. I mean, I'm not, 
I'm not. Well, first of all, look, can we talk about this? And this is we're definitely going to have to take up this section again on Tuesday. So we'll do a recap on Tuesday and then we'll talk about this because we only have five minutes left. This is exactly my point. And I have to tell you, doing the open house recently in Abington, we had 57 groups of people come through. Mark was with me checking everybody in. And so every group, so every group had minimum of two people up to four or five. Yeah. So there was minimally 125 people going through this house. We put that house on the market Thursday morning. Our goal was Wednesday, but because of, you know, different thing, pictures and things like that, it was Thursday morning. We allowed showings right away. So we had over 25 showings on the property as well. So if we had all those people that had to wait until the open house, it would have been pure mayhem. Yeah. But I made the showings available Thursday, Friday. We had open house Saturday. Some people showed it before. Some people showed it after. We had showings on Sunday. Because if you come to the open house on Saturday and your agent isn't able to see it, you have all day Saturday to make an appointment. And then I made offers due Monday by 5 p.m. And the reason why I did that is because now if you are really interested in the property, that gives you your opportunity in Massachusetts, which is caveat demptor, buyer beware, do your due diligence to go to town hall, check out things. You know, I don't, and I say this all the time, I can't buy a pair of shoes on Zappos in 15 minutes. I don't know how people buy a house. Well, at Monday, you've been on the market for five days and people had five days to see it. And consider it and get rid of their buyer remorse or feel pressured into putting an offer in on the mm-hmm. house because they felt that anxiety. And honestly, the other thing too is a lot of buyers right now are putting in multiple offers on the weekend because it has the same deadline and whichever one doesn't, like if one doesn't get accepted, then they have the other one on the table. If one gets accepted, they pull the other one. Hey, I'd rather you get all that behind you on Monday. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Monday by five and then we give, you know, make the offer good for 24 hours. And I talked to the seller on Tuesday. I do. So Kristen was in the office this week and she wanted to show a property. Um, it was a condo and it went on the market like Monday or Tuesday. It said, call the agent. Now you can set up your appointments with us through the program that we pay for, which is showing time. Go right online, pick an appointment. That's the other thing. Agents don't read and they're calling. Can I get an appointment? read. So you have to email this agent. She didn't get back to her. Kristen kept on texting her, emailing her, texting it, emailing her all the way up to Thursday. No response. Finally gets a response from her. And she says, I'm not having any showings until the open house on Saturday from three to four. What? Three to four. Three to four. Three to four. One hour on a Saturday, three to four. I don't even understand this. So Kristen's client can't. She's working. She can't do it. Can I get in before? No. Can I get in after? No. Can I get in on Sunday? No. So, I mean, how can that be fair? How can the seller possibly be getting the most eyes on that property? You can't. I don't know. Oh, but boy. Yeah, we're done. All right, so we're going to continue this topic on Tuesday, right? <laughs> yes, we are. All right. Meow. If you want to listen, I know, right? <laughs> the claws come out. So if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to our podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can get that on your Alexa or whatever you have for podcasts. And you can go to bostonconnect.com to find all our information. Uh, You can always get me on my cell phone. If you're thinking about buying or selling your home and you would like to talk to me and my team, 781-294-4848 or one of our agents at bostonconnect.com, 781-826-8000. Have a great weekend and happy Mother's Day to all of our moms, whether you are with us or you are not. I am giving you a hug. So happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. ATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.